1: Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al-Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al-Fadi. You're listening to Let Us Reason with Al-Fadi. We depend on the generous gifts of our supporters to produce this program. To join us in this work, go to patreon.com and search for CIRA International. That's C-I-R-A International. You can also donate through PayPal. Go to cirainternational.com to learn more. Your support will help us continue introducing Muslims to the gospel of Christ. Now, let us reason.
2: Last time, we uh, showed you clips, video clips of what many of the prominent Muslim apologists say about the Quran. The fact that it's summarized in this phrase, perfectly preserved book, perfectly preserved, perfectly preserved book, unchanged book. And of course, the reliance is primarily on what the Quran said about itself. Today, we are going to show you the opposite of that and what a five foot two woman can do to islam and the quran and the damage that she has inflicted on this perfectly preserved book with me here to unpack all of that is our dear brother jay smith dr Jay. welcome back and of course we are talking about our dear sister hatun and an incident that uh, uh, prompted all of this a couple of years ago when the idea of multiple Qurans was brought into public, technically speaking.
3: Yes, I, I will give you a story about that in just a bit, but what I want to do is play a video Of how this blew it open. When you have something that's this remarkable, uh, and remember, you have been told since you were born, I've been told in all my 40 years of working in Islam, uh, that there has never been any changes of the Quran. If it's eternal, it cannot have one word, not one letter changed. And obviously, if that is the case, we've always assumed that that was until she found something. She found. Not just one, but seven different Arabic Qurans. We're not talking about translations. These are all Arabic Qurans. And they're over a 1,000 years old. And she found them in the Middle East, came to me in London. And I said, we've got to take this down to Speaker's Corner. We've got to show this to the world. When you go to Speaker's Corner in London, if any of you ever get to London, go to Speaker's Corner... Hatun is usually there. Hatun Tash from Turkey. She Her father was an imam or still is an imam. She left Islam because of falling in love with Jesus Christ. She's now a sister in Christ. And because of that, she's tenacious when it comes to the Quran itself. So she, we took this down in 2016. 2016, that's quite a few years ago. In June of 2016, and we held it up. I'm going to show you the video as to what happened. It's just a synopsis. We were there for over almost an hour. This is just a few minutes synopsis looking at that. Let's look at that video and let's see what happened. Okay, here's the
4: There is only one Quran, right? And that every Quran in the world is the same. That's what you've been told. You have been told a lie. you Okay, so there are two Qurans today, right? Two More than two Qurans. More than two, three Qurans? Oh, oh. More than three Qurans. More than three. Four Qurans? That are approximately twenty-six of the Quran. Twenty-six different Qurans! The prophets fought, but by the time you get.
2: You know, and Mohammed Hijab is there also, and they're asking the Muslims to just uh, steer away from you. Obviously, because they're noticing the crowd is paying attention to something shocking. Now, what is so interesting? It was called 26 Qurans back then. It was shocking. How many Qurans so far?
3: Oh, she's up to 37. We're going to get into that in probably the next episode because we don't have time. But I want to just unpack a little bit what you just saw there. So here we are. This is the first time this has ever been done in public and Speaker's Corner is the ideal place because cameras everywhere. If you look at it, uh, you'll see Muhammad Hijab come right up with us with his camera. He's got his camera looking at them with his camera. He's photographing them because he's not seen this, and Muhammad Hijab is considered to be one of the largest, the most popular, uh, certainly YouTube Muslims. On YouTube today, he has a following of almost half a million. So he is there. He was there at that time. He's sad. He's about six foot six, six foot seven. He's almost as tall as me, and I'm on a ladder. And he's filming us. He sees that there's a problem here. That's why he then retreats back, goes out behind the crowd. That other guy comes and helps him out, and he's yelling in Arabic while Mohammed Hijab is yelling in English. Come to me, come to me. Don't look at what they're showing you. That's right, that's what they're saying. Don't listen to what they're saying. Come to me, we'll explain it. Come to me, Muslims, this is what they're saying. They were talking, you could see they were caught flat footed. They had no idea. That was the first time we showed. I'm just showing you the first time. We showed that, we held those Qurans up three times that summer. By the third time, we almost didn't leave. They attacked us. Uh, we have a video up on Fander Films. You can go and look at it. Uh, yeah, they're grabbing our bag. They wouldn't want. Us, they didn't want us to leave. These are not your Qurans. Yes, they are. We bought them. They were so incensed that we would have Qurans that were different. Did you notice? We were then not. We didn't just hold up the Qurans. We started holding up slides. Right. Uh, yeah, you have sheets, uh, uh, sheets doing shooting. We're going to do that in a future episode. We're going to show you just how different they are, because they had not been told this. None of them had been told this.
2: And I want to say this: uh, it's kind of interesting the reaction. You know, usually in in a in a, a really fair manner, uh, you know, or fair-minded way, is like you would say, okay, let's listen to their argument and then come over here, let's respond to it. No, no, they were interrupting the whole thing. They were throwing. things They don't want at us. you to even finish. That one guy eye. grabs it. That was not the
3: first time. That's why we laminated it right. because we knew right. these would be ripped up. They would. They always just rip anything they don't like. Well, we laminate. You can't rip that up, and we held on to it very tightly because we were then showing it. We were looking at the huffs. So this is the huffs here, and we were showing the wash. We They're were doing the orthmonic method of ripping off things, right? Absolutely. We show Kalun or Kasai. We were showing different ones side by side, verse the same verses. We're going to show you that exactly how damaging this are. But that was the initial time. 2016 june of 2016 we did it again in july we did it again in august by the time august came by we knew that we they, they would steal it we, we'd not be able to do it a fourth time that's how damaging this is now uh, uh, in the next episode i want to look at some of the ones that she has and then what i want to do after that is i want to show and exactly explain exactly what these different qurans are there's a huge Uh, a lot of people just don't know what these are all about. What are these kira'ats? These are kira'ats. What do they mean? We're going to come back and show you exactly what they mean in the next episode. Because those of you and those who are watching, you do need need to know so that if you're going to use this argument, please, for heaven's sakes, let us train you up on how to use it. Don't just hold them up because you're going to be held accountable to show where the differences are, what they mean, how these came about. And then we're going to be see a interview that happened in 2020 with Muhammad Hijab, the same Muhammad Hijab who was there in that meeting, who there on that day, who was telling all the Muslims that he would explain it. Let's see how well he explained it four years later. But that's coming up yet. Let's then first unpack it, look at these Qiraat, see what they are, see what, uh, what how why they're damaging, and then see where the historical context is for creating. These changes, because
2: every one of these are changes. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you, everyone, of course, for tuning in. And as you can see, and of course, you can always go to Fonder Films. Right? That's where they will find
3: P F A N D E R F I L M S. Yeah,
2: you will go and find this video, and uh, it's uh, you'll be interested, uh, uh, of course, into uh, track uh, the development of all of that since that video, obviously, and you will see how things began to really uh, spiral downhill, I'm sorry to use that word, and uh, unfold a multiple troubles when it comes to the Quran. And we're not talking about just minor, uh, you know, synonymous readings. No, no, no. We're going to spotlight and highlight for you things that are theologically damaging, okay? Uh, Theologically damaging. You cannot have... Uh, you know, an apple and orange, and tell me they're both are one and the same. It doesn't work that way. And we will prove it as well. Thank you again, everyone. Thank you, Dr. Jay. Until next time, have a blessed day. Thank you for listening. We'll be right back after this message.
1: You're listening to Let Us Reason with Al Fadi. We depend on the generous gifts of our supporters to produce this program. To join us in this work, go to patreon.com and search for SIRA International. That's C-I-R-A International. You can also donate through PayPal. Go to SiraInternational.com to learn more. Your support will help us continue introducing Muslims to the gospel of Christ. Now, back to Let Us Reason.
2: I want to welcome you back to a continuation of our discussions concerning the creation of the Quran or creating the Quran based on the book. This particular book That is titled this way by Dr. Stephen Shoemaker. But obviously, we, myself and Dr. Jay Smith, have been venturing into deeper discussions related to the Quran from the research that Dr. Jay have done, my own, of course, research and many videos that uh, our video series, to be honest, uh, that we have done about the Quran and many interactions and encounters he himself has experienced at the speaker's corner. We showed you a video last time that was uh, aired, I believe, in 2016, uh, showing that there are multiple versions of the Quran. Uh, Dr. J, Sister Hatoon and their team were down there and you can see the reaction, the shocking reaction uh, that uh, many of the Muslims in the crowd uh, have basically exhibited And uh, you can't blame them for that because uh, they are for the first time uh, getting caught uh, uh, basically by surprise that the Quran that every single Muslim believes in to be a perfectly preserved book actually have varieties, have a varieties of it, different versions. And you cannot say the different versions are the exact same one that are perfectly preserved in a preserved tablet up in heaven. That's the dilemma that our Muslim friends have to wrestle with as the Quran itself states it. I believe in chapter 85 verses 21 and 22 where it talks about the preserved tablets. But nevertheless, we are now faced, if you're a Muslim, with a serious problem because the book that you've spent all of your life believing in, Actually, have different ways to teach you about many theological issues, and you have to decide which one of those versions was the preserved one in heaven. Dr. J, welcome back. Thank you. Good to be back.
3: Great to see that video of Hatun, five foot two. Look at the damage she did. There was that six foot six standing right there next to her. Did not know what to do. What and right. exactly were these Qurans? Hatun had gone down to North Africa, she was doing some teaching down there. Uh, she had been called to do some teaching, and of course she wanted to get a Arabic Quran. Now she doesn't speak Arabic herself, uh, she's from Turkey. So she went into this shop in a city there in Morocco, I won't tell you the name of the city, uh, but she went to a nondescript Muslim shop and she asked the guy behind the counter, could you give me an Arabic Quran? And he said, um, uh, "Which one would you like?" And she says, "What do you mean? Which one would I like?" She says, "Well, we have here, we have Huffs here, we have Waters, we have Kaloon, we have Kasai." And she says, st- st- "Stop! What are, you, what are you talking about?" He says, "Well, which one are the ones that you like to memorize? Each family has one they memorize. That's that. That is your tradition. Which 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 family do you come from?" She said, "Well, give me all of them. They only cost a few dollars." So she. Came back with about five or six of these different Qurans, all in Arabic, all in Arabic. She'd never heard this before. Having grown up in a Muslim family, her father was a well known imam in Turkey. She had never been told this by her father. She had always been told what you've been seeing on the screen one book, not one word, not one letter, not one harf, not one surah, not one ayah has been changed. Not one, not one. It is eternal. That's what she's been told. And here she's finding this guy was going to sell her six. About five or six of this. She came back to London and she showed me them. And I started laughing because I remember in seminary when we were going this, uh, when we were talking about the these are the qira'ats. The qira'ats are the different readings, the readings of the Quran. And I I, had thought that they had all been destroyed. I had been told in my courses, in my studies, that these were all thrown into the Nile River in 1924. By Muhammad Al-Hazini Al-Haddad, that he was there from uh, Al Azhar University. He was the one that took all the t- twenty-nine of them, threw them into the river, and left just this one. The hafs. Hu- this why it became the standard. It was the only one that was retained, and the others were thrown away because they were having such a problem in their high school. Uh, tests, standardized tests, these high school students were coming up with 30 different answers because there were 30 different Qurans, 30 different verses, 30 different meanings, different theologies. Of course, you can see the, the, the consternation this happens in just the city of Cairo. So I thought that they'd all been destroyed, and here she found six of them. She said, well, how many should I find? I said, there should be about 30 of them. So why don't you go and do it? So she started asking different friends who were going to Jordan or if they were going to Morocco, if they're going to Yemen, those three countries, Jordan, Morocco, and Yemen. If you're flying there, I need this one. You need this one. I gave you the list. You can get them. Listen, any one of you can go. Go up on Wikipedia, and we're going to actually show you the 30 we're talking about. They're all listed there, but we're going to show you something special about those 30. I'm going to unpack them in an upcoming video. Now, what she did is she came back with these. By the time 2016, she had already collected 26 of them. That's what we held up. By that time, I said, we've got to go public with this. And I remember at first, she wasn't sure we should show this. I said, this is the place to do it. Speaker's Corner is a bastion of freedom of speech. You can say anything you want. You can show anything you want. This is the place you can do it. You can't do it in Turkey. You can't do it in any Muslim world, but you can do it here. And so that's why we took them down in 2016, in June, and held them up. You saw the reaction. Right. So what are these? Let me just go. I want to go to the slide now, and I want to just show you. These are her 26. So let's just put them up one by one on the slide here. So the first one there is uh, Susi. I won't go through all of them because some of them are too small. There's Abi al-Jafar. So that was written by, here's one by Yaqub. The name that you see is the name of the person who actually uh, compiled it. That is the name of the individual who compiled it. And they all come from uh, five, actually six cities. They all come from Mecca, Medina, Basra, Kufa, Damascus, or Cairo. So six different cities, all of these. And we're going to get into that when we unpack this a little bit later. Here's Duri uh, Ibn Amr uh, al-Bahasri. So that means he's from Basra. Basra. Here's Ibn Amir. There you have uh, Khalaf al Ashar. Then you here you have... Al- I, actually, you should let, I should let you read this because oh, okay. I'm desecrating it. Mean,
2: uh, people can see it. You know. But
3: you can see it. Each one of these, there's watersh, but there's more than one watersh. There's also more than more one where exactly. there are seven of them, but not in this list. This this twenty six, you didn't come to those yet. So these I'm just gonna put up one after another, and you can notice each one of them has a different name, a different author, which means it's a different Quran. Not one of these are the same. Not one of these. How many differences? We'll come to that. Hold on a minute. We'll get to it. But I just want to put them up. These are the 26 Qur'ans. You notice they're brand new. Uh, You can buy them. Most of these you can now get on the internet. I have nine of them in my own home. But these are the 26 that she found in three different countries, in Morocco, in Jordan, in Yemen. But not that she found. Others found for her. She just gave the list and said, I need this one. I need that one. By the time 2016 came around, those are the 26. So there they are. You can see these...
2: Every one of them is a different Quran. No two are alike. And now clarify what you mean by a different Quran. Quran, Because Muslims will say, no, no, no. I mean, look, it says the same thing here and here. But there are differences. That's Uh what you mean. Based on the Quranic standard that it is the same Quran, perfectly preserved. No one can change it. Yeah. Now,
3: what I want to do, when you look at these here, these 26... I want to show you another slide here. Take a look at this slide, because these are the these are the thirty-seven that Hatun owns today. These thirty-seven here. Notice those thirty-seven. Count them. There are seven more than thirty. There's supposed to be only thirty. Where did the other seven come from? The other seven are all Hafskarans that were made between 1924 and 1936. Because there were so many mistakes, there were so many errors that they had to keep changing and re, re, republishing them. And so she's got the seven other ones between 1924 and 1936 that were then made as the standard for all of Egypt, but just the country of Egypt. It was so successful in Egypt that in 1985, King Fahd then uh, produced and said that this book, the Huffs, the one you have here. But I'm going to go back to the slides and show you one more slide, because I want to show you this one here. Uh, These are Bernie Powers, my good friend in Australia. These are 23 that he has collected. And he and his team down there in Australia have gone and looked just between two of them. They've looked between the Huffs and the Wash. The Huffs is memorized by 93% of Muslims today in the world. That's the standard one. The Warsh is memorized by all those living in North Africa, and that's about 3% of the Muslim world's population. So those are the two most popular amongst the 30. All 30 are out there. Hatun is able to find all 30 of them. We only showed 26 there in 2016. I have nine in my office. I don't know how many you have. Bernie Power has 23, and he just compared the Huffs and the Warsh, and guess what he found? Just by looking at the Huffs and the Warsh, he found five thousand differences. Now, if you have five thousand different words, you have five thousand different meanings. If you have five thousand different meanings, some of those meanings change the doctrine. Some of them change the theology. Others change the practice.
2: And I want to add, even if it means the same, the fact that is pronounced or said differently, that's a change.
3: That's a change. So when you hear this reference after reference, Muslim after Muslim saying not one word, not one letter, not even one half, not one dot or one one, uh, vowelization has been changed. That's right. This shuts that whole argument down. And all we had to do was hold them up so everybody could see. What I'm going to do in the next episode, though, Al-Fadi, I want to go and explain exactly what we're talking about. Let's look and see historically where this all came from because when you when when shoemaker is saying that this quran even existed in its final form at the time of al Hajjaj and also abd malik abd malik i would say hold on a minute hold on a minute it did not exist that that early even that's still too early because what we're going to show next so that's for the next episode
2: wonderful thank you so much for clarifying that and thank you everyone for tuning in Hopefully, you've enjoyed what we have shared with you so far, and we look forward to having you again next time. Until then, have a blessed day.
1: Let us reason with Al Fadi. We depend on the generous gifts of our supporters to produce this program. To join us in this work, go to patreon.com and search for CIRA International. That's C-I-R-A International. You can also donate through PayPal. Go to cirainternational.com to learn more. Your support will help us continue introducing Muslims to the gospel of Christ. Let us reason.